Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. And good evening, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, and Happy New Year. Welcome to the very first episode of Steelers Friday Night Six Pack. And I'm your host, Tony Defio. Uh, you may have seen me on my regular, my old show, Steelers Crunch with Tony, every Saturday afternoon at, at noon. But because of uh, my new job, which will take me, th- which which I w- I'll be working every Saturday now. So I had to move my show, and now we've uh, we've created a new night and a new name. But it's the same old me, same old me. I'll be be talking all things Steelers and and same kind of format essentially. Uh, Friday night six pack. It's just a play on words. It used to be the brunch Saturday afternoon. Although although some people said it was lunch at noon, but but. Brunch just sounds more sophisticated or sounded more sophisticated. And Friday night six pack, it just sounds, you know, it's just an easy listening show, easy interacting between you and me. Sit back, have a virtual six pack of whatever, and talk some Steelers. So, welcome to the live chat to Craig Lawson, Natasha Negum, Chloe O'Neill. Welcome. I hope to see more of you before the show is out. Lumberzack, my man Lumberzack, Franco DeMarco. So welcome to this first episode. And I usually have a few topics I like to discuss, and I'll do that in the future. But I promised you a Steelers q and I always, I always feel like I, I shortchange you guys with, with my, uh, by answering your, with answering your questions at the end of episodes and, and, and reading your comments and things of that nature. As I'm rambling on with all my topics, I like I like to get through. So this week I just decided 
mostly to do Q&A and answer comments and highlight comments and highlight questions and all those things that I don't feel like I get to concentrate on nearly as much. But I just I do want to add some texture to tonight's show. And the big news to happen since the last time I spoke to you solo was the Steelers ended their three-game losing streak last Sunday with a come-from-behind 28-24 victory over the Colts at Heinz Field. They won their first division title in three years, the first day of AFC North crown. They, they answered a lot of questions as far as their offense was concerned, meaning uh, the, the, the passing game, the, the struggles of Ben and that offense for many weeks, they were, they, uh, what failed to score 20 points, uh, what three or four weeks in a row there. And, 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 and last week, at least in the second half, the fourth quarter, they exploded for, for three of their four touchdowns. So, so that was nice to see. And I think we, we all feel a lot better after, after last Friday's game or last Saturday or Sunday's game. So uh, that's, that was the, the, uh, the big news. And I think, I think it was important that they, that they came from behind and won that game. And yes, they were, they were already in the playoffs. We, we knew that, but to go in the playoffs on a four or a five game losing streak, I think that would have been a uh, that would have been a huge mountain to climb once the uh, postseason began. So, so that was that was great to see. And and another thing to come from uh, to come after Sunday's game was the news that Mike Tomlin would be resting some of his starters, including Ben Roethlisberger, T.J. Watt, uh, Cam Hayward, uh, who else? Marquise Pouncey, a few others. And I'm sure I'm sure a lot of players will get will, will get a, uh, a a small sample size this Sunday against the Browns, and then they'll be taken out. So, so to me, that was the right that's the right move is to what uh, was it was to 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 sit, to sit these guys. I know a lot of fans are worried about rust, but if rust was really a factor, why is it so? Why is the buy so so coveted every year going into the playoffs, and why has it been so effective over the years? If you look at the first 54 Super Bowls, with the exception of that that stretch from the what 2003 through 2012, with the exception of that little decade stretch, uh, the teams that go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl almost always uh, have done so uh, with with a week's rest. Yeah, you know, they, they get that by. They, they only have to play two games to get to the to get to the playoffs instead of three. So, if, if rest was really an issue, then I think I think that would have been borne out. Um, much more than than than, or, or, or I'm sure long before that that stretch there in the 2000s, where, where where teams like the Steelers and the Packers, the Giants, the Colts, all those teams won their Super Bowls after uh, starting in the wild card round. They weren't all wild card teams, but they but some of them were division winners that started in, in the uh, wild card round. So I think I, I I don't think the rust is as big a factor as people like to like to think it is. I think it's more more about um i think the more important thing is rest and and uh and of course avoiding injury and they've had they've certainly had some key injuries on the eve of the playoffs over the past gosh 12 13 years if you go back to the to mike tomlin's first year in 2007 i mean they had a rash of injuries that year willie parker was hurt in the next to last regular season game he was there he was her bread and butter on offense that year. Really, he was leading the league in rushing, and he broke his he broke his leg against the Rams. Uh, heck, um, 2011, they had a bunch of injuries, 
heading into the playoffs and they were, they were never really, they, they were basically a show of their, of their, of their former self, uh, of their true selves going into that Denver game. And yes, the, the Broncos were, were, were certainly beatable and they were eight and eight and they were mediocre and they had Tim Tebow as a quarterback, but the Steelers were pretty compromised going into that, into that game. And, you know, fast forward to 2014 with Le'Veon Bell, 2015, they had a rash of injuries, 2017, Ryan Shazier in December, they lost him with that unfortunate spinal injury. And even this year, earlier in the year, Devin Bush, and then Bud Dupree, and you know they, they've they've had some issues on the offensive line with guys getting hurt. Matt Filer, uh, David DeCastro, in my opinion, hasn't been in, in in a lot of people's opinions hasn't been right all year. Uh, obviously, they lost Zach Banner early on, and I can go on and on with the injury issue. So, I think it was the right move, and like a lot of people out there, I would love nothing more than to see Mason Rudolph ruin the Browns playoff chances. Could you, could you, could you imagine I talk about poetic justice, right? After everything that happened last year at first energy stadium, the last two times, the last time these two teams met last November, 2019, I guess it's two Novembers ago. Now it's, it's a new year. It's 2021, but the 2019 season, everything that happened with the, with the helmet and, and all the, uh, the accusations that, that, Miles Garrett Levitt leveled on uh, on Mason Rudolph after that. It it's, continues to this day. I think it would be poetic justice if if if, if they um, somehow managed to knock the, the Browns out of the playoffs. So those are my. That's a brief uh, brief uh, review of last week and what's going on in Steeler Land right now. And now I'll I will look for some uh, pretty awesome questions and comments from you guys. Let's see what we have. I'll go all the way back to the beginning. There's uh, Craig Lawson who says, Happy New Year. That's really a, a Dave Titteback, Happy New Year. Ezra's here. Raul Medina's here. Gary Collins, Brad Jewett, Black and Gold. Felicia Ballard. Rich. Ryan O'Toole. Oh, this, this, I, have to, I have to highlight this right here. And it says, Hey, Tony, I paused Cobra, Ga- Cobra uh, Kai to catch your show. I watched that all day. I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. Season three, I don't know if, you, if any of you out there, if you don't know what we're talking about, Cobra Kai is sort of a, uh, a spinoff of the uh, Karate Kid uh, movie franchise, the movie canon, that, that, those uh, shows that, or those movies that, that were released in the 80s. You know, they weren't all critically acclaimed, but some of them, a couple of them were pretty good. At least the first two were really good. So uh, Cobra Kai, I think is even better than any of those, any of those movies. It's just, it's just an extraordinary, uh, extraordinary show. So check that out on Netflix. If you, uh, if I may plug that on, on this, uh, on this episode, snowman's here, just me Steelers Pittsburgh. Here's one from Lee Victoria. And why can't the offense be more creative? Put two halves together with some scoring. I don't know. That's a good question. I, I, there, there's been a number of theories thrown out there. Uh, obviously, a lot of people were against Randy Fichter, the offensive coordinator. A lot of people were, at least up until this past Sunday, a lot of people were uh, of the opinion that Ben Roethlisberger's arm just wasn't up to snuff anymore. He didn't have it in him to uh, to take it downfield, at least on a regular basis, and at least with, with, with much uh, effectiveness. But – 
I think he proved a lot of people wrong in that regard this past Sunday when, when, when they opened things up in the second half and he started hit, hitting a long ball. He hit Deontay Johnson with that 39-yard touchdown late in the third quarter to draw Pittsburgh within 10. They were down 24-7. They just had a, a very uh, depressing, deflating um, – or, or the Colts, uh, they had a, a depressing series of plays at the goal line when they had a first and goal at the one, and, and the Colts uh, stuffed them there like – a lot of teams have been doing to them lately or had been doing to them. So that, that, that was an important touchdown, maybe the most important touchdown of the year, that 39 yarder to Johnson. And, and, and they just uh, took off from there. Uh, they scored again early in the uh, fourth quarter with the uh, five yard strike to, um, to Eric Ebron. And then uh, later, who was the, uh, yeah, the, oh, yeah, that pass to uh, Juju, the 25 yarder midway through the uh, fourth quarter to get Pittsburgh their first lead of the game. That was a, that was a strike. That was, I mean, if you had any doubts about Ben's arm, you know, he, he threaded the needle there. He, 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 he um, completed that pass between, I think, two or three defenders. It was a really beautiful pass. So I, I don't know why they can't put two halves together, but, but up until the, uh, up until their offensive slump, they were averaging like what, 27, 28 points a game. I think at one point they were averaging 30 points a game. And, you know, we were talking as if the offense was, was unstoppable. I mean, it didn't seem explosive, but it was it was they had so many weapons um, in that short passing game, which is so effective that that um, they just it seemed like it would be impossible to stop them from scoring 24, 25 points a game on a bad day. But as we as we uh, found out in that month leading up to the Colts game, every team, uh, when you think it's invincible, it, it eventually uh, life comes out, comes back to, to bite them and. and and life comes at you fast in the NFL, and, and they had a slump, and and uh, maybe that's just what it was. Uh, uh, teams figured them out, and we were talking about how it was up to the Steelers to respond to that, to adjust to the adjustments that the opposing defensive coordinators had made with taking away that short passing game. And maybe this past Sunday, the Steelers just finally decided to uh, – to, to, to take the uh, whatever handcuffs they had on Ben or on that offense or whatever fear they had about his arm or the offensive line. Uh, and they finally decided, look, we can't, we can't sit back and, and be passive anymore with the short passing game. We have to, we have to attack these defenses. We have to, we have to adjust to what they're doing. So maybe that's what we saw last Sunday. And that's what you're, you're going to see moving forward in, uh, in the playoffs. There's uh, my uh, good friend, uh, T-Money, Terry. He says, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year to you too, Terry. Let's move on down here. Black and Gold says, Love the momentum we just gained. So huge. I totally agree. And I think when, when I think the, the go into the playoffs, and I, again, to repeat myself, on a five-game losing streak, I think that would have been, they would have been like, you know, what? what's the term in prison dead man, dead man walking. That's what they would have been going through going into the playoffs on a five game losing streak. I don't see how you recover from, from that. I mean, what, what kind of confidence would they, would they have had uh, going into the postseason uh, without a win since what late, late November, early December. I mean, it, I mean, forget it, forget about it. You're, you're just not going to recover from that, you know? So yeah, it was huge. It was huge. And all it took was a, uh, a 20-minute spurt, really, by the offense, and, and the defense responded. You saw how the defense responded to, to, to the offense in the second. Once the offense got rolling, it seemed like it, it, it helped the defense gain momentum. The defense looked gassed. They looked tired. They looked uh, like they were, they, were, they were looking for a place to uh, 
a soft place to land. I mean, they just, you know, when, when you, when you expose the defense, the way Pittsburgh's offense had been exposing uh, the Steelers defense for the past month. I mean, th- how many three and outs did they have against Cincinnati and how many three and outs did they have last week? How many three and outs did they have against the bills? It's just, it was just, it, you know, Troy Polamalu. I've said this before. Troy Polamalu said years ago, when, when, when he was playing on some legendary defenses with, uh, with, with Dick LeBeau as the coordinator, he, he said back then, look, you can't, you, you can't have a defense can't be on the field for, for a pro- prolonged period of time, or eventually it gets exposed. Even a great defense like the one they had back then, and they were finishing number one year after year after year. And what the late 00s and into the early 2010s, you know, that heyday. So, uh, I think the offense's uh, resurgence helped the defense too. The defense, I think, was reeling a little bit from injuries and, again, from being gassed. And I have a $5 super chat that I, I missed earlier when I was rambling. That's from Mark Pace, and he just – it's just a $5 donation. Well, thank you, Mark. Thank you for that. That's uh, that's awesome. Happy New Year, man. Let's scroll on down to the, uh, to the bottom of the live chat and see what else we have here. Here's one from Tony – See if I can pronounce that last name. Pristash. It was mentioned on Good Morning Football. I don't. I don't have. Uh, I only have basic cables. So I, I think that's what that acronym stands for. On Thursday morning, that only one quarterback that rested before the playoffs ever made it to the Super Bowl. Drew Brees is the one and only. Well, <laughs> I guess it all depends on what, on what they had. They had. A, no, see, that doesn't make any sense. That's not the same thing. See, I'm. I'm. I'm uh, I had to um, process process that in my brain. You're talking about a, a quarterback, maybe that 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 rested over the last two or three weeks of the regular season, maybe the last a couple weeks, and then they had a bye in the playoffs before the divisional round, and and they were you know they had like basically three or four weeks off. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what would essentially be a a, a regular old bye for Ben Roethlisberger. You know, say the Steelers uh, finished with with the uh, number one seed. And they had a week off before the divisional round. That's basically what Mike Tomlin is giving Ben and TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and some other guys. That's what he's doing. That's not the, that's not the same thing. That is totally not the same thing. Because if that were the case, and all these number one and number two seeds over the years would not have made it two and won the Super Bowl. So it, it's it's totally these are at we're talking apples and oranges. And, and um, but thank you for that comment. And here's a another five dollar super chat from Snowman. Sorry, I missed this, uh, but I'll read it to you. Are the Steelers getting any injured players back like Spillane? Uh, not that I heard of. I, I haven't heard anything about Spillane. Um, as far as uh, injured players, I, I haven't heard anything about Filer. I mean, forgive me if, if there's been news on on, on anybody, but n- uh, nobody that I know. I know James Conner has been banged up here and there, but he played last week. So I, I don't think so. I don't think there's been any major news. And, and Again, if there has been... If I missed it, please check out Behind the Steel Curtain. Uh, I'm sure it's on there somewhere. They, we, we cover everything. So, But as far as major uh, a player like Spillane, I haven't, I haven't heard anything about Spillane. But he would be a vital uh, member to get back before the playoffs. Uh, hopefully, um, I, I don't know if, if – I think they would have to uh, activate him before the playoffs for him to be eligible. So if they don't activate him after week 17, then he's probably not going to be – going to play in the playoffs. That's, that's my understanding. I could, I could be wrong on that one, but, but as far as his availability, I haven't heard anything. All right. What, what, what do you have here? And this is referring to 
the Browns and possibly feeling the pressure this Sunday against a, uh, a, a skeleton Steelers team, so to speak, they need, they need to win. If they win, they're in. Uh, so it would be, it would be, it would be funny if, uh, if how Browns would that be? How Cleveland Browns would that be? You talk about uh, something that would be hard for them to recover from. If, if they, if they lose to Pittsburgh and then get knocked out of the playoffs, because if they lose and the Colts win and they're playing the Jaguars, then it's unless the Ravens or, or the uh, Colts or, or not the Ravens, not the Colts, but the Ravens or Dolphins or, or Titans or somebody else loses, then the Browns are done. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on any of those other teams really, really losing. Uh, you know, the Ravens are playing the Bengals. Uh, the Dolphins are, they're playing a Bills team that, that I'm guessing will be resting some starters in, in their own right because basically when it comes to the Bills and the Steelers, it's it's about the, they're fighting over the two and the three seed, and it really doesn't matter in my opinion that much this year if you're a two or a three as long as you stay in that little bracket and you can avoid the Chiefs for the first two rounds of the playoffs. I don't think it matters because if you're first of all if you're the Steelers and you're the third seed and you have to travel and. and Week two, that could the only te- the only place you'd have to travel to, I'm not week two, but the divisional round. The only the only team you would have to travel to would be the Bills, and that's not a very far trip. And as, as I've said before, it's essentially the same kind of weather, and there aren't going to be fans in the stands, or if there are fans, it's going to be a you know limited capacity. So, you know, and and, and the same thing if the if the if the uh, Bills come here, you know, it's same thing for them. It won't be wouldn't be a a um a long trip or the same weather, et cetera, et cetera. So. I, I don't think it matters. Um, and, if, you know, you never know with, with like, for example, if the Bills are, are the second seed, uh, they are the Bills. Uh, they have had a tortured history since the 90s, really. Um, I mean, I could see them losing to, the, to a seventh seed, which could be the Browns or the Ravens or the Dolphins or you name it, right? So Pittsburgh could, could host a divisional round after all as the number three seed. So, you know, I think two and three, you're, you're, you're okay if you're in that bracket. So, and, uh, uh, the Browns on the other hand, they are, they are going to have a hard time, um, living that down if they don't win this Sunday. What else we have here? Up oh, Steelers freak says avoid the chiefs says a lot. Well, I think all, what thirteen? Uh, the the thirteen teams that make the playoffs besides the Chiefs are going to be trying to avoid them. They're a, they're a juggernaut. It doesn't mean they can't be beat, but I think you know if you can avoid them until the AFC Championship game, then you know I, first of all, uh, it's a, there's a better chance that the Chiefs get knocked off that you know in that regard. And and, and second of all, you, you know maybe you build up a, a bit a bit more momentum, winning a couple of of uh, postseason games before you get to the AFC Championship game. You, you build some confidence in yourself. Maybe you you find you find out some more things about yourself on offense, right? Uh, you establish maybe a maybe a running game. Who knows? Uh, the defense uh, gets its dominant confidence back. I know it's going to be harder for for the defense to to be as as uh, good as it can be without Dupree and, and Devin Bush. But you know, you get on a roll over a few weeks. You get some maybe. Um, uh, next, next, some players that are next in line, you get them uh, playing better. Maybe they get, they gain some confidence and they're running on adrenaline. They might not be, you know, as, as talented as, as the people they're replacing, but maybe they gain some confidence going, 
uh, over the first couple of games in the playoffs. And then who knows once you're playing, once you, you, you face the KC and at Arrowhead and that's another stadium that's not going to be filled to capacity. So, you know, I, I just think it, it's important to avoid the chiefs for as long as possible. Here's a comment from, from Haas Joffer. I'm not worried about uh, Kansas city. I'd like to avoid the Ratbirds, the Ravens. Well, that seems to be a popular sentiment um, among a lot of Steeler fans, including me. I mean, I, I realize they beat them twice this year and I'm, I'm confident they can beat them again. My only thing, and I, and I mentioned, mentioned this on the hangover on was it Monday. Yeah. Last Monday. It would, it would just be a, a, a tough pill to swallow to, to have your season ended by the Ravens. You know, there are a lot of people out there that, that think the Ravens have a better organization than the Steelers now. And they think John Harbaugh, including a lot of Steeler fans, they think John Harbaugh is a better coach than Mike Tomlin. And, and, you know, they're envious of that team, even though they, they've, struggled mightily in the playoffs since they won their last Super Bowl, <coughs> excuse me, in uh, 2012. So for that reason alone, I, I would like to see them avoid the Ravens, but uh, not because I think they, they can't beat them. It's just because I, I don't, they would have the uh, bragging rights and I don't care how many regular season games you win. Uh, it's the postseason, like Franco Harris said, it's the postseason that counts. So on that note, I will say, I would bid you adieu for the first half of the, first episode of Steelers Friday night six pack. And I will uh, encourage you if you're listening on our audio platform to download part two. And if you're watching on YouTube and Facebook, I always forget about the Facebook part. Now we're on Facebook live. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U S like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.